we come to you this morning to hear a word. We give you thanks for this series that we've been in, finding your altar throughout the world. And you pray that you would help us continue to see your presence in all that you have made. And we pray that you would help us instill in us practices that find you more and more in our lives. And it's in your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning is our last sermon in the series, An Altar in the World, following Barbara Brown Taylor's book, An Altar in the World. And I have enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoy her book, and her, her words are so insightful and I think meaningful on so many different levels, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic era for us, the season or extended season because we're not able to do the things that we normally do, whether it's small groups or gathering together to serve, or whether it's gathering together in our worship space. And so we did this series, An Altar in the World, to remind us that God's presence, presence isn't just around this particular table, but that we can find God's presence out in the world. And there's certain practices that we can instill in our lives to help us. In fact, not just any practice, everyday practices. And we've gone over a number of those practices, like waking up to God. The practice of literally waking up in the morning and how we might find God's presence. We also talked about the practice of getting lost in a midweek devotional. We talked about the, the practice of encountering others. We talked about the practice of walking on this earth. And last week, we talked about the practice of, of physical labor, of, of carrying water, and how that is a way that we can experience the holy. And this Sunday, we're closing this series with the last chapter of her book on talking about the practice of pronouncing blessings. And, and quite frankly, I chose this particular chapter knowing that this was going to be November the 8th, and that likely we would know the outcome of the election by this point. Because I don't know where you are on the political spectrum, but I think it is pretty safe to say that what we need in our country more than ever is an ability to pronounce blessings on someone, not just not, not blessings on someone's and not look to the negative or look to the ways that we're different or the ways that we disagree during this time. How do we pronounce blessings? See, we say things all the time, like we, we tell someone, uh, we give them compliments and we say, you know, um, if you're from the South at some level, oh, bless your heart, isn't necessarily always the best compliment. I remember a keiki walked up to me and he had recently visited his grandparents in, uh, I think it was Georgia, and he said, here, Pastor Brian, this is for you. And it was, oh, bless your heart. And, I, and I, he didn't really realize what the connotations of that was, but he thought it was a good thing to say, bless you pastor. That's what he was trying to say. And we say, bless you when someone sneezes. We say, you know, like, thank you. And we give compliments. But when we're talking about blessing, the true blessing, I think we're talking about something deeper than that surface level interaction that we come to be used to. See, in fact, in the Hebrew Bible, uh, the word to bless means more than just a word of um, attribute or a word of thanksgiving. It's not just gratitude. It means to add something to, right? To contribute to their lives. 
And I really do think that that is one of the challenges for us. How do we bless someone in a way that contributes to them? How do we bless someone in the, in the same way that God blesses the Israelites through Moses and Aaron, that they wouldn't just receive, but that they would be impacted by that blessing enough that they would then go off into the world and bless the world, that they would become a blessing? In fact, Abram and Sarai were called to be a blessing to God's people, blessed to bless that they would be a blessing to the ends of the earth. Our call, since the beginning of our faith, when Yahweh called out Abraham and Sarah, is to become a blessing to the world. And I think that Barbara Brown Taylor, when she, when she talks about the, the idea of blessing, is onto something. Because the thing is, is, you know, one of the things, especially as a pastor, I have come across is that people think that if I were to come and bless something, that all of a sudden now it has this component that it didn't have before. I remember one of the most interesting things about being in Hawaii is that the practice of going and blessing a house was not necessarily a practice at my church in North Carolina where I was the pastor at. And so I got a call from a church member that had just gone through the renovations of their uh, apartment in downtown uh, Honolulu. And I said, Pastor, I want you to come and bless this space. And I thought to myself, what do, you think, what do you think this is going to do, right? You think I'm just like going to come and like do the, the magic wand and then all of a sudden your space is going to be different? But I think that at some level what she was wanting me to do is come into this space and invite God to reveal God's self more fully in all that she experienced there. She put her heart and passion into transforming that place and she wanted to see God day in and day out there. Because isn't that what we've been talking about in this series, that just like in the beginning of Proverbs, God is speaking over the rooftops. Lady Sophia is speaking over the rooftops, calling out to us amidst the hustle and bustle of our lives, and we have to heed her voice, to listen to what she has to say. Because God is always more willing God is always actually present. It's whether we are willing to engage with God's holy presence. See, I think that that's, that's part of naming a blessing. It's not that all of a sudden something is different about that person. But it's to name who they are so that they might continue to be that in the world. You know, I mean, I, I couldn't think of a better time to both be talking about baptism and about communion when we're talking about pronouncing blessings. Because baptism, this is exactly what we talk about when we talk about baptism. We as United Methodists, we believe that God's grace goes before us. I like to say whether you like it, know it, or believe it or not, God is there active in your life. So when the pastor blesses the water and we do the baptism, the baptism of a child or an adult, it's not as if a magic wand is waved over them and now all of a sudden they go from evil to good or lack of God's presence to in God's presence. 
it names that God had made them in God's image. It names that God's provenient grace was before them. But baptism is a promise by parents, by those who choose to be baptized for themselves of an age that they can decide, and by you, the community of faith, to help them walk in that blessing, to remind them of it, to let them live out of that blessing. And that leads us exactly to the table of Christ, where you know that I say on a regular basis that everyone has a seat at the table to be visible, to be heard, and to commune together. That everyone has a seat at the table because we are one in the body of Christ. And as I've been thinking about this sermon, thinking about how is it that we bless others, and thinking about all that's been going on throughout the past year uh, with the election and everything that's been going on in our society, how do we see others? Not just like, if I tell you what you need to believe, then all of a sudden you're going to be good, right? Bless them, you know, like kind of this idea that you can change them. But to name the good in them that was there, and to truly see them, and to acknowledge them, and to bless them, so that they might go and continue that blessing. A scripture that has been on my mind over and over again over the past month especially is that the hand cannot say to the foot, I no longer need you. The apostle Paul writes in reference to the body of Christ that we need each other. And that is difficult for us to see because like I said, it's easier for us to not truly pronounce a blessing on someone because it's easier for us to tell someone what they're doing wrong, what they should be doing. How do we go through our lives blessing others? Blessing the earth and and the creatures upon the earth and, and not just taking what we can from it, but naming its value and hoping that it would continue in that creaturelyhood. Or how do we see the clerk at the grocery store, or, uh, whoever it is in our daily lives, and truly see them and look to find a way to bless them and to pronounce a blessing on their life. To name the characteristics of someone that although different and perhaps drive you crazy at different times in your life, but truly reveal God's character and nature in unique ways. Because we all do that. And we can get so caught up in the esoteric clouds that we forget to just look at the people right in front of us. To call them good. To name their values, their gifts. and to pray that they would live into that every day. God bless you and keep you that you might experience peace and that you might become a blessing to the world. 
Barbara Brown Taylor shares a story of literally just learning to practice this. Just doing it will help you learn this practice. And she shares the story of encouraging her divinity students or her graduate students to go out and, and bless a tree. And she thought that they were all going to be coming back, rolling their eyes and saying how silly of an exercise this was. But she was surprised to see how they experienced something in that moment that hopefully helped them bring that to others. To experience a tree not just as an inanimate object, but as a living part of our earth that sees so much more than what we see, that is there and grounded and rooted, teaches us something. How might your neighbor, your family member, that crazy person on Facebook that you just want to unfollow, right? How might they teach you how might you learn to bless even them? Because here's what I know, is that Jesus blesses the people no one else seemed to want to. Blesses the brokenhearted, the least of these, the peacemakers. Blessed be those list of beautiful people within the Beatitudes. And then in Peter, 1 Peter, the, the writer goes on to say, you don't just bless those who bless you, but you bless even those who might do you harm, might disagree with you, that you bless those around you. This morning, I hope, that you might hear a blessing in the truth that God has made you, that you are gifted, and that you have strengths and skills. Go and be a blessing to others. Go and share that with them so that they might continue it on. That's the hope of our worship service. We end with a benediction, a blessing, that you might go and be Christ's presence in the world. This morning, as we continue in our worship, I, in, I invite you to a, a time of prayer. And we're going to move into this time of prayer with a song, and then we're going to um, go out of that song, and then we're going to move into uh, our liturgy around um, our baptism. So as our praise team comes up and they make their way, I wonder if you can think through a practice this week. Just one thing that you might do. Whether it's you want to take Barbara Brown, Taylor's, you know, somewhat seemingly silly practice of blessing an inanimate object like a tree or something. Or whether it's that you're going to find someone, a stranger or just someone that looks like they might need words of encouragement. Or whether it's going to be someone that you know, that you love, that just needs a blessing in their lives. And add something to them. I invite you to pray with me.
Gracious and loving God, in the beginning, when everything was chaos, you spoke, brought order out of the chaos. Help us be mindful of all that we say and all that we do. Help us bless the world around us and bless the people around us. This morning we pray for our nation, or we pray for the world. We pray for our nation. We pray for all of creation. We pray for us as a ohana in Hawaii. And we pray for our local church. Remembering especially this morning Frank Thacker, who passed away earlier this week. And that all of us might gather around that table with all of the saints that have gone before us and proclaim this holy truth to sing together. Bless the Lord, my soul. Bless the Lord, my soul. And bless God's holy Gracious God, we give you thanks. And we pray that we would be a people that bless others in the world. And that we may find your peace. It's in your Son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.